Greetings, you earthlings. You made it to another podcast. Look at you go. Today, we're going to be talking about the illusory self. (laughs) It's been a topic that I've come across now a few times over the last uh, few weeks, few months, few years. (laughs) So, as they say in weddings... I need to address it now or forever hold my peace. My inspiration for doing this podcast was actually a book I read about a year ago, a year and a half ago, called The Power of Now by Elkhart Tolle or Elkhart Tolle, if you're a new age person. And that book really inspired me in a lot of ways. Uh, But one of the realizations I had in reading that book is the fact that we're not what we assume we are. You know, we're the watcher of our thoughts, the observer of our bodies, and so many other things. Um, But in my opinion, the word I, which is something that we all use, right? Uh, It embodies the greatest error in human history while also embodying the deepest truth depending on how it's used. I feel like in modern society, I is one of the most frequently used words in the English language, or any language for that matter. You know, in addition to using the word I, we love using words like me, or my, or mine, or myself. And as you can see, there's a, there's a pattern here. I feel like the word I embodies and acknowledges our blindness in the matrix that we live in. Although I don't think we can escape the matrix, not unless we die and pass on, it's very important for us to be aware of it. You know, how can a man ever free himself from bondage if he's not even aware that he's a, pr- he's a prisoner? Now, I'm not saying we're obviously prisoners, but we can be, you know, Prisoners of our beliefs, prisoners of our thoughts, uh, prisoners of our ideologies, prisoners of our own minds. I mean, a great example of that is people with mental issues. They're prisoners of their minds. Uh, But regarding the word I, I feel like everything begins with awareness. You know, your shift in consciousness begins with awareness. The use of the word I represents a misperception of who you are, an illusory sense of identity, like I said earlier. This is our ego speaking. And I think that's what even uh, Albert Albert Einstein referred to as an optical illusion of consciousness. You know, he was ahead of his time. He had a deep insight into the reality of space, time, human nature, and so much more. You know, I feel like uh, our illusory selves that we refer to as I has literally become the basis of all our interpretations, or I should probably say misinterpretations of reality, our thought processes, interactions, relationships, the list goes on. You know, your reality becomes a reflection of that original illusion, that original illusion of sense of self 
Um, but I feel like there's good news, obviously. Like if, if we can recognize an illusion as an illusion, if you can recognize an illusion as an illusion, then that illusion dissolves. It's no longer an illusion. You know, that's the basis of an illusion to begin with. You believing in the illusion or you believing it's true. And like I said earlier, everything begins with awareness. The recognition of an illusion is also the end of that illusion. And this same concept actually permeates all areas of our lives. For example, if you think you're a loser who never seems to be able to catch a break in life, then guess what's going to happen? The universe is going to continue to serve you plates of defeat and you never catch a break. If you think you're a horrible person who never treats people right, then you're always going to be a horrible person who never treats people right. You know, if you think you never find the man or woman of your dreams, then guess what? You never find the man or woman of your dreams. You know, on the contrary, if you go through life seeing the glass half full, then I can guarantee you that your perception of reality is going to be a lot different. In the seeing of who you're not, the reality of who you are emerges by itself. Like I said, in the seeing of who you are not, the reality of who you actually are emerges. And what I said can actually be separated into a, an entirely different podcast. But, or I should say, what I just said can be separated into an entirely different podcast. But the point I'm trying to make is there is no I. You're not who you think you are. You're not your thoughts. You're not your body. Even like uh, Elkhart Tolle said in the book I was referring to earlier, The Power of Now, you're the watcher of your thoughts. You're not your actual thoughts. All the noise in your head, you're not that noise. You're the observer. Same thing with your body. Of course, we all have like a level of control over our bodies. And we have a level of control over our interactions. But at the end of the day, you're not your thoughts. When you're sitting down, quiet, trying to meditate, and your mind is racing, do you really think you're those thoughts? You're not those thoughts. You're the one observing those thoughts. The real you is the one observing those thoughts, watching those thoughts. When you're trying to go to bed at night and your mind's racing, you can't stop thinking about tomorrow or next week or what happened in the past. That's not really who you are. You're the one observing those thoughts. Have you ever reacted to something in a way that was out of character? And then you got home and said to yourself, why did I react that way? That's not who I am. Subconsciously, we all know who we are. We're spiritual beings experiencing a human existence. So you're not your thoughts. And the issue is that most people relate their true identity with the incessant stream of bullshit in their minds. You know, but who you really are is the awareness in the background. The one observing those thoughts, the one observing those actions. And like I said earlier, we're spiritual beings experiencing a human existence. I think there was a philosopher uh, 
by the name of uh, Julian Bagani, and I feel, I feel like he said this best. So, and uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but his his uh, quote was, "The ego is like a watch. We can call a watch a watch, but it's really just a combination of a bunch of small different parts. If we remove the second hand of a watch, it's still a watch. If we remove the glass panel." And a few cogs, it's still a watch. Our egos are the same way. Our memories, our experiences, our genetics, and our perceptions. When we bundle all those things together, they create an ideology that we think as I. All that does is create what we simply perceive as I. But just sit for a moment and think about it. Think and feel what I is. Try and get a sense of who you are just by feeling it. It's impossible. There is no you. Just a mental equivalent of a strap, a glass, second hands, minute hands, and a few cogs. Like Julian Bagani uh, exemplified earlier. So... There is no I, there is no you, there is no mind. You came into this world with nothing and you leave with nothing. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you were happy. The true, the real you, the true you was happy before you got here and you'll be happy when you leave. Think of your most precious family member or your most precious pet or belonging. That nice car you have that expensive shoe you just bought, whatever it is, think about it. Guess what? You came into this world without it. And guess what? You're going to leave without it. You were never truly born and you're never going to die. So just remember, you're the watcher of your mind. You're the observer. And you are pure freaking consciousness. May the force be with you.